It's February the 9th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, thank you so much for joining us today. We are on a year-long journey going from Genesis to Revelation. Today, we have come in our reading of the Gospel of Matthew to, well, we're near the end of the book. Remember, the three key words are the king revealed, the king rejected, and the king resurrected. And as we come to the last week of the earthly ministry of Christ, we see the, re- we see the rejection, the opposition, the hatred of the chief priest and scribe. It just boils over. These are the events that are going to lead to the crucifixion of our Lord. Today, Matthew 20, 21, and 22. By the way, friends, thank you for being with us. If you're new to this journey, I hope you'll go to keepbelieving.com and download the reading guide. Thank you for sharing it with your friends on social media. Thank you for your comments. They are very, very encouraging. And thank you for your prayers. It's a long journey, and uh, I would be very grateful for prayers, for strength, and for my voice, that uh, we may make it together safely all the way to the end of Revelation when December finally comes. So then, Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire workers for his vineyard. After agreeing with the workers for one denarius, he sent them into his vineyard for the day. When he went out about nine in the morning, he saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He said to them, you also go into my vineyard and I'll give you whatever is right. So off they went about noon and about three, he went out again and did the same thing. Then about five, he went and found others standing around and he said to them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? Because no one hired us. They said to him, you also go into my vineyard. He told them when evening came, the owner of the vineyard told his foreman, call the workers and give them their pay, starting with the last and ending with the first. When those who were hired about five came, they each received one denarius. So when the first ones came, they assumed they would get more, but they also received a denarius each. When they received it, they began to complain to the landowner, these last men put in one hour, and you made them equal to us who bore the burden of the day's work and the burning heat. He replied to them, friend, I did you no wrong. Didn't you agree with me on a denarius? Take what's yours and go. I want to give this last man the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want with what is mine? Are you jealous? Because I'm generous. So the last will be first and the first last. While going up to Jerusalem, Jesus took the 12 disciples aside privately and said to them on the way, see, we are going up to Jerusalem. The son of man will be handed over to the chief priest and scribes. They will condemn him to death. They will hand him over to the Gentiles to be mocked, flogged, and crucified. And on the third day, he will be raised. Then the mother of Zebedee's sons approached him with her sons. She knelt down to ask him for something. What do you want? Jesus asked her. Promise, she said to him, that these two sons of mine may sit, one on your right and the other on your left, in your kingdom. Jesus answered, you don't know what you're asking. Are you able to drink the cup that I am about to drink? We are able, they said to him. He told them, you will indeed drink my cup, but to sit at my right and left is not mine to give. Instead, it is for those for whom it has been prepared by my father. When the 10 disciples heard this, they became indignant with the two brothers. Jesus called them over and said, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lorded over them 
And those in high positions act as tyrants over them. It must not be like that among you. On the contrary, whoever wants to be great among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. As they were leaving Jericho, a large crowd followed him. There were two blind men sitting by the road. When they heard that Jesus was passing by, they cried out, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. The crowd demanded that they keep quiet, but they cried out all the more, Lord, have mercy on us, son of David. Jesus stopped, called them and said, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, they said to him, open our eyes. Moved with compassion, Jesus touched their eyes. Immediately they could see and they followed him. Matthew 21, when they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus then sent two disciples telling them, go into the village ahead of you at once. You will find a donkey tied there with her colt. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them and he will send them at once. This took place so that what was spoken through the prophet might be fulfilled. Tell daughter Zion, see your king is coming to you, gentle and mounted on a donkey and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did just as Jesus directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt. Then they laid their clothes on them and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their clothes on the road. Others were cutting branches from the trees and spreading them on the road. Then the crowds who went ahead of him and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! To the son of David, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in an uproar saying, who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. Jesus went into the temple and threw out all those buying and selling. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, it is written. My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. When the chief priest and the scribes saw the wonders he did and the children shouting in the temple, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. And they said to him, do you hear what these children are saying? Jesus replied, yes. And have you never read, you have prepared praise from the mouths of infants and nursing babies. Then he left them and went out of the city to Bethany and spent the night there. Early in the morning, as he was returning to the city, he was hungry. Seeing a lone fig tree by the road, he went up to it and found nothing on it except leaves. And he said to it, may no fruit ever come from you again. At once the fig tree withered. When the disciples saw it, they were amazed and said, how did the fig tree wither so quickly. Jesus answered them, truly I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but even if you say to this mountain, be lifted up and thrown into the sea, it will be done. And if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. When he entered the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came to him as he was teaching and said, by what authority are you doing these things? Who gave you this authority? 
Jesus answered them, I will also ask you one question. And if you answer it from me, then I will tell you by what authority I do these things. Did John's baptism come from heaven or was it from man? They discussed it among themselves. If we say from heaven, he will say to us, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of men, we're afraid of the crowd because everyone considers John to be a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. And he said to them, neither will I tell you by what authority I do these things. What do you think? A man had two sons. He went to the first and said, my son, go work in the vineyard today. He answered, I don't want to. But later he changed his mind and went. Then the man went to the other and said the same thing. I will, sir, he answered, but he didn't go. Which of the two did his father's will? The, they said the first. Jesus answered them, truly, I tell you, tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. For John came to you in the way of righteousness, and you didn't believe him. Tax collectors and prostitutes did believe him, but you, when you saw it, didn't even change your minds then and believe him. Listen to another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a watchtower. He leased it to tenant farmers and went away. When the time came to harvest fruit, he sent his servants to the farmers to collect his fruit. The farmers took his servants, beat one, killed another, stoned a third. And again, he sent other servants, more than the first group, and they did the same to them. Finally, he sent his son to them. They will respect my son, he said. But when the tenant farmers saw the son, they said to each other, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him and take his inheritance. So they seized him, threw him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, when the owner of the vineyard comes, what will he do to those farmers? He will completely destroy those terrible men, they told him, and lease his vineyard to other farmers who will give him his fruit at the harvest. Jesus said to them, have you never read in the scriptures, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This is what the Lord has done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore, I tell you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people producing its fruit. Whoever falls on this stone will be broken to pieces, but on whomever it falls, it will shatter him. When the chief priests and the Pharisees heard his parables, they knew he was speaking about them. Although they were looking for a way to arrest him, they feared the crowds because the people regarded him as a prophet. Matthew 22, once more Jesus spoke to them in parables. The kingdom of heaven is like a king who gave a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to summon those invited to the banquet, but they didn't want to come again. He sent out other servants and said, tell those who are invited, see, I prepared my dinner, my oxen and fatted calf have been slaughtered and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went away one to his own farm, another to his business, while the rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged, and he sent out his troops, killed those murderers, and burned down their city. Then he told his servants, the banquet is ready, but those who were invited 
were not worthy. Go then to where the roads exit the city and invite everyone you find to the banquet. So those servants went out on the roads and gathered everyone they found, both evil and good. The wedding banquet was filled with guests. When the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who was not dressed for a wedding. So he said to him, friend, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him up hand and foot and throw him into the outer darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Then the Pharisees went and plotted how to trap him by what he said. So they sent their disciples to him along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know that you're truthful and teach truthfully the way of God. You don't care what anyone thinks, nor do you show partiality. Tell us then, what do you think? Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Perceiving their malicious intent, Jesus said, why are you testing me, hypocrites? Show me the coin used for the tax. They brought him a denarius. Whose image and inscription is this? He asked them. Caesar's, they said to him. Then he said to them, Give them to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. That same day, some Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came up to him and questioned him. Teacher, Moses said, if a man dies having no children, his brother is to marry his wife and raise her offspring for his brother. Now, there were seven brothers among us. The first got married and died. Having no offspring, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second also, and the third, and so on to all seven. Last of all, the woman died. In the resurrection then, whose wife will she be of the seven? For they all had married her. Jesus answered them, You are mistaken because you don't know the scriptures or the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. Now, concerning the resurrection of the dead, haven't you read what was spoken to you by God? I am the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they came together. And one of them, an expert in the law, asked a question to test him. Teacher, which command in the law is the greatest? And he said to him, love the Lord your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. This is the greatest and most important commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets depend on these two commands. While the Pharisees were together, Jesus questioned them. What do you think about Messiah? Whose son is he? They replied, David's. He asked them, how is it that David, inspired by the Spirit, calls him Lord? The Lord declared to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If David calls him Lord, how then can he be his son? No one was able to answer him at all. And from that day, no one dared to question him anymore. You can feel it, can't you? It's the end of the reading for today. The coming just is a rat-a-tat-tat. 
this group and that group. Here come the Pharisees. Here come the scribes. Here come the Herodians. And finally, here come the Sadducees, the aristocrats. And Jesus just dispatches them one after another. The people are listening to this question and answer going on in the, the temple courts. It's a revelation of two things, of how hard, how hard-hearted religious people can be. I mean, the Pharisees especially, they knew the Old Testament. I mean, the Torah of God, they knew it backwards and forwards. They knew it basically, essentially, by, by memory. They studied it that much. How then could they know it so well and miss the truth that Jesus is the promised Messiah? Because their hearts were hard. And the other thing, there's a revelation here. It's a revelation of the heart of our God. In that one parable he told, look, if the people invited if they, if they don't, they don't want to come, just go out, go out. And when Luke gives another version of that same story, go out into the highways and byways and compel them to come in. Friends, that's how you and I get in. We're not Pharisees. We're the people out there outside the city. We get in because some other people said they didn't want to come. That's fine. It's the grace and mercy of our God. We are saved by grace. We're kept by grace we're going to heaven, not because we deserve it, but because Jesus has called us and has saved us. So in that spirit, go out and have a great, great, amazing day. Come back tomorrow. We're going to get into the tremendous Olivet Discourse. God bless, folks. Have a great day. See you back here tomorrow.